Recorded live. Hello? Heather? Hey, hey, Lindsay. Hi. Sorry, they don't always give me the little announcement that you're on the call. That Sorry I'm about fine. that. Hey. <laughs> no, it's fine. It almost sounded like I was joining a radio program. They were like, you are recorded live. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It's so, like, fancy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man, this is a deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like I like rec- recording these calls just so if you need it for some reason down the road, oh. and you know, I send you like a little recording link URL, and you can like listen to it, you know, over mm. and over and over again. Okay, so, okay, that's cool. Okay, which is how are you doing? Which is always, which is always beneficial. I'm good. How are you doing? It's been. A- I'm okay. Yeah, I- I'm moving into the end of the school year, so. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, this is, is this a normal and, like, end of the school year time frame for you? It is. Um, we start after Labor Day and go, I okay. know you all probably finished at the end of May. That would be my guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we and my mom finishes in South Carolina. Oh, okay. We finished May 18th. <laughs> so, oh, my so when you, gosh. So when you, said, oh, wow. when, you, when you said June 15th, I was like, whoa, because I, I guess yeah. we're, like, a whole month different because my kids yes. start. Yes, the first week in August. Oh wow, yeah, that's still middle summer for us. In I fact, know. we go. We have so many activities, especially in July. That by the time we get to August, we're ready to crash and actually enjoy summer <laughs> and really rest. You know, and we don't go. We won't go back to school until September. I think it's like seventh this year. Oh, wow. uh, whenever the the first day after Labor Day is. So, and that's a lot of it. It's always been that way. I grew up in Maryland, and we always did that. But also, we live around um, Colonel Williamsburg, Jamestown, Yorktown. There's a theme park right near us. And I think the tourism industry um, postpones the schools past Labor Day. So we're locked in. It's like a state law. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's I know. It's serious stuff. Um, I, okay. To be honest, I'm a little spoiled. I wish that we ended school in May and didn't mm-hmm. start until after Labor Day. That would make me happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I, oh, well. I, I kind of agree. And when I was growing up, we always um, ended like sometime in June and started, like like you said, um, towards yeah. well, for us, it was like the last week in August or something like that. Right. So it was a little weird to adjust to when we moved here to Tennessee. But the other thing that's interesting is they do a – like our kids have a fall break um, now, oh. yeah, like in October. It's Whoa. only like it's technically only like two to three days, depending on the uh. year. But that's still pretty. I actually wish they would do the fall break like a whole week, and then do uh. like the spring break shorter or something because it's so much nicer in the fall to actually get oh. to go and do do things without like sweltering. Right. Some, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so so you're you're kind of about to walk into my I, I love um having my kids home but it's always very interesting like trying to manage just oh, running yeah. a business from home and then having my kids home. So yeah. I do my I do my best to finish, you know, like I like I don't know, one thirty two every day so we can go actually do something. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry so. if I'm holding you up in your no, 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 no. 
no, no, no. That's that's not what I meant at all. I, I just meant. <laughs> no, I, just I meant, know. I know you didn't yeah. mean that way, but yeah, that I just. Yeah, I, I totally. I I try to finish early. And you know, my kids are older. They're like fifteen and and, uh-huh. and about to be thirteen. So they sleep till like I don't know eleven yeah. in, in the morning my, anyway. My kids get um, up earlier when they're on break. I don't know. <laughs> they get up at like six thirty in the morning. I'm like, oh, that's sick. Yeah, um, I know. I, yeah, so exhausted from the summer. <laughs> anyway, no, I, I just, I just meant that, um, because you know, for me it's twelve thirty right now. Uh, so right, I, right. I gotcha. Yeah, I try to finish like one thirty or two, just so we can go, you know, whatever library or hang yeah. out or whatever. Enjoy the afternoon and the evening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm. I don't. I, I always love catching up with you, but I want to make sure that we utilize um, the time right. that you have. To yeah. go over just kind of the marketing material, and the first thing I wanted to make sure of is you had sent me um, a, kind of a, a marketing plan, and I just want to make sure I've looked over this. But it, do I have the most recent version? Like, have you made any changes since the last? Time no, you sent me? no, I don't think okay, so. Okay, Mm-mm. okay, I just wanted to make sure. And then hold on, just a sec. <coughs> I'm so sorry. Um. Uh, I've actually been sick for a couple of days, so you're gonna hear me oh. coughing randomly. I'm okay now. You know how when you get when you get sick and then you're like coughing for like two months for no reason whatsoever. Oh yeah. That's, oh yeah. That's it pretty, lingers. <laughs> that's pretty much me. Okay. So just from your perspective, you know, I, you know, we've emailed back and forth, and I've given you, you know, a couple of ideas and stuff like that. Um, and I wanted first to just kind of commend you on your on your process. I mean, when you sent me this originally, I was like, oh wow, this is awesome, because <laughs> oh, I don't really? usually see. No, really, really, I don't usually see. Uh, it just depends on the author, but sometimes, like we've talked about in the past, um, some authors are really good, great at writing, but they're not always necessarily like able to put that kind of creative marketing hat on. So I just wanted to to encourage you. And I know you've been around, you know, a while in writing and, and connected with a lot of people that do, you know, book releases and stuff like that. So I, I could just tell, you know, that you've definitely picked up um, some knowledge from that. Uh, so oh, just good. again, kind of wanted to because commend I you on that. Because I personally feel like this is still my weakest thing. So that's well, good. I've actually learned some stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think I think the biggest thing, you know, I was just having a conversation the other day with uh, another author who um, it, really they have a ministry and they've had it for a while, but they just got kind of, I don't know, um, not overwhelmed, just tired. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Like the constantly uh-huh, sure. putting out content and promotion mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to tell you the same thing I, I told this person is, is the reality is anytime you're marketing something, whether mm-hmm. it's a book, you know, or a product, um, you really have to balance like what you think you should be doing against what mm-hmm. your readers actually um, are asking for already or mm-hmm. are responding to already, right? Okay. Yeah, sure. So, so the fact that like you have your target audience on here, um, and you can kind of outline um, who you're talking to with this mm-hmm. book is important, right? Because mm-hmm. when you're when you're crafting um, kind of your marketing content, whether that's like a blog series or videos or social media posts, you know, or anything like that, um, you have to craft them from the perspective of not here's my book, buy it. If that right. makes sense. 
it's <laughs> no, really because we see it all the time, you and I, right? Okay. But it's yeah. but it's more for you know you have to know who your book is for so you can talk mm-hmm. to them directly yeah. about it through those channels. It's interesting so. that I can usually tell um, at this point when an author is doing that to me. Like, yeah. you should buy this book because it'll help you do such and such. You know what I mean? Or it's going to fulfill this need. I can yeah. tell when I'm being marketed to at this point, but yeah. I don't know that I'm savvy enough to know how to do that with my own book. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? Like, how do I say, okay, um, th- you should buy this book because it's going to help fulfill this need? I don't, I'm not yeah. sure that I know how to do it. I know how to recognize it, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but doing it is different. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I think the first thing is, I mean, it just there's varying levels of, I don't know, being good at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so some of it, like if you can tell you're being marketed to, then they're actually probably not doing it right. <laughs> like, no, no, I'm serious. Because really, like if it gives you that feeling of, oh, I'm being marketed to, mm-hmm. they, didn't, they didn't achieve their purpose, right? Mm-hmm. So right. when you think about marketing, I'm not saying that you're wrong. It's just maybe the phrasing needed to be a little different, mm-hmm. you know. But I think um, when I think of marketing, I always think of how am I going to draw, you know, these people, these ideal readers, um, the target audience, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. how am I going to draw them into my story? Um, okay. and, and, you know, when you think about the way you would sit down and talk to someone at coffee, you know, and tell them about your story, you know, it wouldn't be like a sales pitchy type conversation, mm-hmm. you know, it would just mm-hmm. be a conversation from the heart. Okay. So, mm-hmm. okay. And, and hold on, I need to pull up your notes so I can type this while I'm talking. Hold on. And I'll send you notes, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> FYI. Okay, so really it's just a matter of um, once you know who your target audience is, you kind of need to imagine yourself sitting across from them and sharing the story with them from the heart. You know, how would you communicate with that person? You know, what kind of words would you use? Mm-hmm. What kind of phrases? You know, what pieces of your story um, would deliver like the most impact in the shortest amount of time, right? Okay. Because like, <laughs> I'm actually laughing as I'm saying this because I'm the queen of like three hour coffee dates, right? <laughs> so don't be me. And I'm kidding. Um, my friends and I always laugh about it. Um, but like, just say you only had a finite amount of time to communicate yeah. with this person. It was the only interaction that you were probably going to have with them in person for a while. Like, mm-hmm. how would you pare down this this story, this testimony, this experience, wh- how your life, you know, has changed or grown through this mm-hmm. into a time period of probably 30 minutes of that hour, right? Because the other right. person would be doing the same. Yeah. Yeah, and so when you're thinking about, oh, gosh, what do I say about my book and how do I market it, you've mm-hmm. always got to start with this, 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 this key elemental um, piece of, you know, which pieces of the story are most important to convey to your ideal audience, right? Okay. Right. I and like then, the idea of framing it as a story. Yeah. Share. Yeah. And again, if you think about how we respond to one another in general, just as humans, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you know, fr- from a personal level, I, you know, when you're with someone in person, you can see, you know, their face and their expressions and 
their tone of voice and all that kind of stuff. And you can, right. uh, inf- you can infer a lot from that. Um, you know, usually when you're sharing, sharing any aspect of a, a testimony or story, there's emotion involved, which is evident. Oh, yeah. And so, so you're able to kind of um, gauge and react and respond accordingly based on the story the person is telling you in your in turn telling them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you, when you look at marketing um, on the kind of the social media perspective and through mm-hmm. like email marketing and your website, all of that, all of those, um, I don't know. I don't want. I don't mean triggers in a bad way. I can't think of the word I'm trying to say. Uh, cues. There, there we go. Cues. Uh, sorry, we're working on a book called Triggers. That's why I have that word in my head. Um, but, but cues, like visual cues and sound uh-huh. cues. You don't. You don't have those really in that environment. Mm-hmm. So it's it's your job as the content creator to try to evoke um, that same feeling um, and convey that same emotion um, and that same caring. Um, sense of caring through, you know, the the literal words and images, you know, and, and um, you know, marketing um, stories you're telling to your audience through those social media platforms, right? Okay. So, so I don't think it's as hard as your like mm. it's it's not as hard um, as you might think it would be if you approach it from that perspective. Yeah, you know, it changes things for me when I think about sharing a story. Yeah. And I don't know, have you ever done an exercise where, I mean, for, for me, you know, part of our testimony is we're fairly, I won't say new to faith. We started going to church 10 years ago. And, but when we walked into church, we had no experience with church or at all, right. or the Bible at all. Wow. So it was an interesting culture to walk into. Mm. Right. Um, but I remember um, a couple of years later, after a lot of just healing and restoration in our lives, them asking us to give a testimony to our church. And we were like, mm. a what? We didn't know what they were talking about, you know, and, and they gave us like this sheet of paper that had like four key questions for us uh-huh. to kind of read and to succinctly answer as it related to, you know, um, who we were before Christ, you know, uh-huh. what contributed to the state of our heart at that particular right. time, um, how God kind of wooed us or stepped in. Mm-hmm. Um and what he's done since, you know what I mean? Right. It was just, yeah. it was a very yeah. progress, like a path, you know? And uh-huh. I think if, if you approach your kind of your marketing content from that perspective, <laughs> right. <laughs> just kind of answering okay. three, three key questions and um, for your ideal audience that you want to read the book, okay. it's going to allow you to shape, you know, everything that you do. Um, so does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. I've done that kind of exercise before, and that does make sense. Okay, okay. And and just because you have, you know, kind of a, I mean, like you said, your target audience is um, Christian women between 26 and 65. It's for women who want to obey God, fall anywhere, don't know what that means in the mundane and every day. Um, If we aren't moving to Africa as missionaries or quitting our jobs to go to seminary, can we still be radical, obedient, sold-out followers of Christ? And um, when we hear God calling us, we know we should obey, but first we need to re- break three. I can't talk today. Break free of handguns, issues, fears, and excuses. Okay, so like literally in that paragraph, I mean, I'm looking at this thinking there's like six or seven different um, 
like in marketing, they're called hooks, which I hate using marketing okay. terms, but that's what it's called. <laughs> you know, and so like when you look at, are you familiar with your with Lisa Turkhurst and Proverbs yeah. thirty one? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so like if you go to her Facebook page, and um, when she shares just about anything. Okay, yeah. she's really, really good at this, which is why I always use she's her. She's really, really good. Yeah, I it's actually got to her marketing seminar, and uh, she speaks a few years ago, and I was like, man, oh. she's like, it's like it just comes to her. <laughs> it is, it is, it is, it is. And what's funny is she didn't used to be like this. So it's it's definitely, it's not that this is never her heart. It's always been her heart. Right. But she learned how to communicate it in a way where it pulls at the heart of her readers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when, when she posts on social media, I mean, I send every author I work with here and tell them to dissect her posts seriously because it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh-huh. You know, and it's, and it always starts with kind of a, you know, just a statement or two that just draws people in immediately and evokes emotion. Like I'm looking at one that says, this is in June um, June 10th. It says, God already knows what we need before we ask him. Not that, not what we think we need. He knows what we really need according to his perfect plans. What peace for our anxious hearts tonight. Like, like it's such a profound, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, and, you, and, and there's more. Okay, there's more that you click uh-huh. through, and she writes these really long posts. But in three sentences, you know, she addressed um, uh-huh. kind of an emotion, emotion that a lot of people struggle with, right? Sometimes right. Right. We, we don't understand God's plans. And so she's reassuring. Mm-hmm. She's reassuring us immediately. Um, and then she's kind of clarifying the lesson, not what we think we need. You know, he knows mm-hmm. what we need according to his plans. And then she addresses kind of the emotion we have when we don't trust mm-hmm. that, right? So right. that's what you have to do in your in your marketing when you're promoting the book is you've got to think through these ideal people, you know, what do they struggle with mm-hmm. and what's the truth they need to um, learn and then what what pressure or pain will be relieved by learning that mm-hmm. lesson? You see what I okay. mean? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. I'm writing um, <laughs> oh no 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 no. Okay. But but that's kind of and and you can really build everything you do in marketing your book out of that basic premise. Okay. Okay. So. So if you're trying to decide, okay, like how many, I don't know, blog posts do I want to write about my book right. before it releases, you know, it really boils down to you looking at your book and determining, you know, what are the main themes in the book, right? Mm-hmm. Not, not, not each chapter, but like what are the core messages that you're trying to teach, okay? Right. And then taking those, say there's four of them, those four mm-hmm. core messages and crafting um, basically what I, just, what I just said to you. Like, right, um, right. You know, identifying um, just what it is that that core message is, um, correcting, you know, any lies or false beliefs or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that people believe about it. And then what that, that, that theme will help them be relieved of or, or okay. feel freedom in. Okay. okay. And then if you do that with the four themes, you could write four blog posts about it on each theme mm-hmm. um, in that order, you know, and you right. could, if you like to do videos, <laughs> that depends. You could film. Yeah, I am not a fan of videos, and I feel okay. so terrible because I know everybody is, but mm-hmm. I don't even watch them because I find I read faster than I can watch a video, and I'm not, yeah. I guess I'm such an introvert. I'm just like, whatever, I don't like videos. 
but everybody yeah. likes the videos. Yeah, I'm it's funny. It, it's really funny because I'm I'm a total introvert too, and I I I lose. This is horrible. I lose patience for them. I'm like, okay, seriously, too. we've we've sat here for 12 minutes. Like, oh my god, get to the point. Yeah. <laughs> I also um, it's 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 funny. I also do you use Voxer at all? You know, yeah. you know what that is? It's like a walkie-talkie yeah. app. Okay, so a lot of my clients love Voxer, and I avoid it at all costs except for <laughs> the people that are insistent on using it because what it is is it's like a voicemail system. So mm-hmm. they, they push a button, they leave you a message, which means you have to listen to the freaking message. Oh, <laughs> so like, my God. You know, I've never heard you, of this, but I would hate it. Yeah. Yeah, so you can talk. You can talk back and forth, which which is beneficial if you're on a deadline. But everybody, they all laugh at me because I'll listen to their messages and then I'll respond because you can text in it, and so I'll respond oh, with a text. That's what I would do. Like, I know with like three bullet points. And they're like, "Why don't you ever use Voxer the way you're supposed to?" I was like, "Because you don't want to listen to me talk for ten minutes." Right. Anyway, <laughs> my point though is, I think. The the hardest part for me as a business owner has been making myself um, kind of step outside of my comfort zone a little bit mm-hmm. because I I respond better to words the written words and mm-hmm. um, I feel like you can craft and convey things you know a little bit more carefully in a way that gives impact yeah and so right. sometimes the video aspect of it is a little a little scary and like just in my personality I think faster than I talk sometimes, right? Right. And, right. and so, you know, one of the reasons I have notes for my client calls is to make sure that I don't go off on track, right? I have <laughs> things I want to cover. Yeah. And um, it's just really, you know, important to me to make sure that I get the, the core um, content mm-hmm. to you all. But the, here's the thing. Like, I'm actually about to do videos, which I, <laughs> I told my husband, I'm like, if I'm going to do this, you, because he's kind of like my business manager, but not really, uh-huh. but he just, he makes me do all this stuff I don't want to do. And <laughs> I'm like, you're, I was like, you're going to have to find someone to videotape us. You're going to have to tell me what's the way. You're going to have to tell me where to show up and you're going to have to mm-hmm. like, you know, tell me what I'm talking about. And, uh-huh. and, it, and we need to do it in one day because I'm not doing this like long term. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> but but what was funny is um, the reason I'm telling you this is because what we did is we figured out a way for it to work for me and my personality and mm-hmm. um, where I could stay succinct and get the message across yeah. without feeling completely like I was rambling for 30 minutes. You know what yeah. I mean? Yes, I absolutely and, do. And so the, the thing with all the, the Facebook Live and all that kind of stuff um, and even how I coach my authors who are very heavily into all that, as I always tell them, you've got to respect your audience, like mm-hmm. be prepared, <laughs> be succinct, yeah. you know, have three points you want to cover, open Q&A, but d- like don't waste people's time, like seriously, yeah. you know, um, because people, and the other annoying thing about Facebook Live especially is you can't really scroll, like you can't multitask, you know what I mean? You wow. have to sit there, you have, you have to, to watch it. Watch. Oh my you know, I know, I know. It's so aggravating. But anyway. See, I haven't um, watched. For, I mean, I see people doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, like Joanna Weaver, she's been posting yeah. quite a bit on Facebook Live. And I see them doing it, but I won't watch them because I, yeah. don't, I just don't like it video. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, but okay. Thing, but the thing is, is if you don't want to do videos, that, that is fine, too. And, you know, I think um, the written, just writing a blog post or um, maybe providing a little bit of extra teaching through like a study guide mm-hmm. aspect. I mean, that is all something you can easily write 
and right. deliver through blog posts or through your email. Mm-hmm. Um, but but a word of just encouragement for you with the videos is um, part of marketing in general is trying to stay as much as up to date with kind yeah. of the changing landscape as right. you can. That doesn't mean you have to get on and do an hour Facebook Live. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm hiccuping right now. Um, a Facebook Live um, teaching video. You don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. But you maybe you could do, you know, per chapter, um, a, a, like you have one question from the chapter. Uh-huh. Okay. You identify, you know, these are the common lies or struggles people have with those, mm-hmm. and then you give them a solution. Okay. You have a three-minute okay. video. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, that like, was, I would do a three-minute video maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you could also, um, you know, from your perspective, maybe just do a, a few videos, you know, say four weeks leading up to the release, where you okay. just do a video sharing your heart about the book. You know, uh-huh. this is why I wrote it. This is who I think it will help. You know, these are the core lessons you'll you'll learn. Um, this is how I'm feeling, you know, as it's mm-hmm. coming out to the world. And, right. and and remember, like, you have to balance, like, getting information out there about your book, that's the business mm-hmm. side of it, with the desire of your readers. And your readers just want to get to know you. They just yeah, want to see I think you. they want the personal, yeah. Yeah, they want to see you as a person. They want to mm-hmm. see you as being relational. And, you know, they just they just want to get to know you is, is really mm-hmm. the bottom line. Right. Okay. And then... Um, what what I'm doing with another client who uh, actually she just has no time to videos. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got a full time um business uh practice. And so uh-huh. what we did with her is she filmed like these four videos that I just told you, but then we we pulled together a list of people and now her book has been in production for like ever. So okay. she's got she's got a lot of it just took a really long time. The publisher was delayed and stuff like that. But anyway, um she's got people that throughout the journey have read some version okay. of the manuscript. Okay. Um and so because she didn't have time and um, to do a whole lot of content marketing, writing blog posts mm-hmm. and all that. Um she did four and then we pulled together I'm actually about to send the invite. So I have a list of like a hundred people. Wow. That we're gonna we're gonna invite them to do it for us. You see what okay. I mean? Yeah. So so we we're telling them, hey, you know, here's a list of ide- ideas of topics you could talk about related to the mm-hmm. book, or you could just give you know a brief video testimony answering these three questions, or you could share you know what your favorite chapter was and why wow. kind of thing. Okay. You, uh-huh. you know. And and all the things that you would normally in the past ask people maybe to write about, Mm -hmm. do a video about it. Yeah, and you will. And the reason I had her come up with a list of a hundred people is because not all Mm hundred people will say yes, right? Right. Maybe maybe you know, twenty percent of them will actually do it. Mm -hmm. But that's still you know, twenty twenty five pieces of content we didn't have to create. You know, we just turn around and, and post it on her. Profiles, uh-huh. you know, she makes a brief comment about it, that sort of thing. So, like, my, my, my point to you is there's a lot of things out there from a marketing perspective you could 
do, mm-hmm. but don't feel like you have to do it exactly like everybody else is doing it. Mm-hmm. You need to you need to be up to date with what's working well. Like right. video is very very um, favored right now. If that yeah, makes sense. it really is. Like mm-hmm. in your news feeds and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. knowing that, knowing it would give you great exposure, how can you take this kind of trend um, and use it to your advantage to where you're comfortable, but also mm-hmm you know, you're using the strategy, you know, to help reach, you know, people with your message. So those are just a few ideas for you. I think, I think the other thing too is, is try not to overwhelm yourself with trying to do too much. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, when, when I do like the longer book marketing stuff, you know, where we're together for months and months and months, um, the, the way I usually structure everything, you know, is we kind of start with um, just that networking aspect that I was asking you about the other day, the influencers right. and all that. Um, because you probably have more of a networker, networking peer influencer group than you think you do, right? Hmm. It's, it's just sitting down and thinking through, you know, out of all the people I'm connected with, and whether it's via social media or through conferences or anything like that, um, would this message benefit them or anybody in their audience? And, right. and just kind of having that list to reach out to um, to invite them into your process. And again, the more people you can kind of come up with, the better, because not everybody's going to have the time or bandwidth right. to say yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so just just kind of, you know, having a goal of a number of people will help you um, really to be organized and keep track of it, for lack of a better word. Um, but just kind of starting with people you know and, it, like, you actually have a relationship with beyond just, I don't know. Like, like I have a lot of people that friend me on Facebook and stuff that mm-hmm. I never hear from, mm-hmm. ever. Right, <laughs> you know? right, right. So they they would not like if I were to not that I'm planning on doing this but if I were to write a book you know my first wave of um people I would reach out to would be all my clients right Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I had six to 12 to two-year relationships with them they -hmm. know me they know my heart and so it would be a natural first place for me to start right 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 so for for you that might look like someone you've written with you know someone Mm -hmm. you've connected with at conferences you know, like that sort of thing, right. um, because it's just an easier and um, a more natural way to reach out and seek assistance from mm-hmm. when you're you're trying to promote a book. And um, the second piece of that is making sure um, that you're kind of separating out that list into two groups. And um, the first group are kind of what most publishers would call like your your traditional influencers, like high-level influencers. Right, so we'll, right. we'll use Lisa Turkers as an example. She would be considered one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other um, section of influencers would be people that I, I call them peer influencers. You're, you're actually connected to them a little bit more deeply in some way right. to where, like if you reach out to them and said, hey, I have this book release coming out. Now here's what it's about. Um, I really love your ministry and your heart for, like, like your book reminds me of Jenny Allen a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the book she writes about 
um, and Jen Havoc writes about this too, but just like disrupting the comfortable life you're living mm-hmm. to seek what God wants you to do. But that doesn't mm-hmm. always, like you said, it doesn't always mean that you have to go up and move to Africa. It could just right. mean that you're supposed to start a soup kitchen, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, or, sure. or you're just supposed to start, you know, a neighborhood book club, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, it just, you know, it doesn't have to be these big extravagant yeah. things It can be um, just daily relational hospitality, like um, living like Jesus to people, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so you know, when, whenever I'm um, working on influencer lists, the thing I recommend most is just making sure that that person has experienced something of what you're talking about okay. or they speak to their audience about that topic, okay? okay? Because it opens the door a little bit better for you um, versus if you were just to go to someone and neither one of those things were present, I mean, they would just, there's no reason for them to share your book. If it doesn't yeah. matter to them personally, and it doesn't resonate with their audience, and they're looking for material to serve their audience or to mm-hmm. serve, you know, themselves and healing. Um, right. You always, you always have to go at it from that approach. Okay. And that helps eliminate and knows. <laughs> really, it, I mean, if you're if you're serving or if you're asking for assistance from that perspective. And, and, and just sharing your heart. And did I send you letters? I can't remember if I sent you the influencer letters samples yet. Um, no, I, I, I got I one letter. No, I don't think so. Okay, I'll, um, I'll do that. And okay. so, so, you know, I, I think that just the way you reach out to people and ask them to come alongside you, you know, from that networking perspective mm-hmm. as your book releases and can be done in a way that's very relational and, and very obvious that you're hoping to serve, you know, them and their audience well. And then um, going from there, it just depends on the relationship, you know. And, again, I'll send you a letter, a letter so you can see what I'm talking okay, about. But, cool. you, but, you, but usually what I do is we put, you know, this is the book. This is what it's about. Um, this is my passion for it. I'm reaching out to you because, you know, I love your ministry. It's changed my life in this mm-hmm. way or impacted me this way or whatever whatever the case may be, depending on that person. Um, you know, I'm asking, you know, if you have the ability to come alongside me in, in my journey as I relate to my book mm-hmm. in these in these ways. Um, one of them is always prayer because, you know, right. we can't have enough prayer. Right. Um, another yeah. one could be, some, you know, another one could be something like, you know, I, I can basically, um, I could write a guest post for you or you could interview me mm-hmm. or whatever, just real high-level things. Um, and then the other is just um, just share about the book if they feel led kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it it just, you'd be surprised. Like some people will say no that you didn't expect. And then some people always will say yes that you didn't expect. And so <laughs> it, it's, it's just part of that process of like you've got to like take that step out in faith and reach out to these people Mm-hmm. Um, and trusting, you know, that God will bring the right people alongside you, but you still have to, like, take action and ask. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, sure. Um, because, you know, if you don't ask, you could be missing some great opportunities for relationships mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And this, the second piece has to do with this content that we're talking about. So, you know, you need, you need to be able to sit down and look at your schedule, you know, look at what, everything that you have going on in between now and when the book releases. Um, and figure out, okay, what's realistic 
for me to be able to create content in, right? So right. I don't know how long I don't know how long it takes you to write a blog post. You know, it took it takes me forever to write blog posts, which is why I don't do them. <laughs> well, you know, in my case, I don't need to. But like, you know, back in the day when I used to write blog posts, oh my gosh, it was just torture for me because <laughs> I, I, I don't write like it may be different now, but back then I didn't write in a way that was like, okay, I'm gonna sit down and write. It was always very mm-hmm. like I'd wake up at two in the morning and write four blog posts kind of thing. Oh, you know, wow. oh wow, like it was, yeah. yeah, it was never very consistent, and you know, mm-hmm. everybody's writing is spirit led, but for me, it really was like, yeah, like if I if I tried to sit down and write, I would just sit there and go, okay, <laughs> working, <laughs> you know. So just understanding like your personality and your schedule mm-hmm. and your obligations. Um, again, I'm going to reiterate that so many people look at all these book launches and think, oh, my gosh, I have to do 40 interviews yeah. and 10 blocks. No, you don't. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you need to consistently communicate about the book, you know, in some way, you know, at least three months before the book comes out, you know, through the book release. But it doesn't, but it does not have to be, you know, it, it, like, like say you have that 90 days. It doesn't have to be a blog post every week. You know, it could be a couple of blog posts. It could be a couple of these okay. videos. You know, it could right. be, you know, just a combination of, um, you know, when, when you're reaching out to these influencers and they're coming alongside you and maybe one of them shares about your book, you know, you could share about your book by sharing yeah. what they sh- what they share. What they share. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so it's really more, you know, you – um, deciding how much time you have and how what's a realistic schedule for you of creating the blog posts or potentially the mm-hmm. videos and all that kind of stuff um, and then working backwards from the release date to allow yourself enough time to do so. To do it. You know? right. Yeah. And then um, once you decide, you know, the blog posts you're going to write or the videos you're going to do or whatever, um, all your social media stuff is really driven off that, right? I mean, you write a blog post, you know, the next natural step is to create a few different things that ways people right. can share about that blog post, right. you know, uh-huh. whether it's an image or Twitter quick to tweet thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's just part of the process. Okay. Um, so do you have a separate email list from like your, your RSS? Okay. So, do people like subscribe to your blog to receive your blog post? Yeah. Is that what happens right now? Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. So like in your case, um, you would just be, I mean, your content would be delivered through your blog and then by Mm -hmm. nature to whoever's subscribed to the RSS feed. Right. And and then through social media. So. I mean, I, I have access to their email addresses as in I could go in and create, like a MailChimp or something account that would just, well, but it would be the same people. So, well, what I was going to say though is, I mean, did they give permission to receive anything beyond your new right? Your blog post on the blog, right? No, okay. they are just on the blog. Okay, so if you if you want to build, and and, and again, this this is not necessarily book launch related, but it could be. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is just an idea I'm going to throw out there and then you're going to have to determine the time frame, you know, the time commitment. Right. Um, here's the thing with having an email list, right? Um, an RSS feed to your blog is, it is fine. 
um, because it gets your blog post in front of the people that subscribe mm-hmm. to that feed. Um, the challenge um, or, or why people are like, why do I need an email list if I also right. have social media, right? Mm-hmm. Well, social media, um, have you ever heard that it's like rented space? Have you ever heard anybody say yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what that means is that even though you have people following you or liking you or whatever all the terminology is for each platform, uh-huh. say, say you have 10,000 people across all these platforms, um, just because they've indicated they want to see your information does not mean they're going to because they're going to, each, right. Yeah. Each individual platform, I mean, if, if you think about the sheer number of people that are on Facebook, across the world, right? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Facebook would explode if it tried to send everybody everything that all their friends posted all the time, you know? Right, yeah. And so in order to manage just the user load on the platform, um, well, now there's a whole lot of ad and marketing stuff going on. But yeah. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the beginning, it was very much trying to manage um, user behavior and cater t- content based on what mm-hmm. that user did. So, for and it's still there, but for example, like when I see stuff in my news feed, it tends to be people that I've visited their actual page oh. or I've commented or I've interacted with them somehow on mm-hmm. Facebook. And if I, if I think one day to myself, gosh, I haven't seen something from so-and-so, um, and I go look at their stuff, they magically start appearing in my news feed again. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Because, because Facebook decides for us what we should see out of those people. Um, Twitter, um, they do have a little bit more of a timeline type thing where Mm -hmm. if I were to sit there all day and stare at Twitter all day, I'm sure I would see something. (laughs) Right, because we have so much time to do that. And I would probably (laughs) see a lot of content from all the people I follow, but it's it's very, very fast. And so Twitter is kind of like a news ticker. You know, you open it, you look at it, and you probably see 20 things scroll from top to bottom in the seven seconds Uh you're sitting there, you know? Yep. So all to say, social media is something that you can't control who sees it, whereas mm-hmm. your website and your email list, you, you own, right? And it's mm-hmm, permission-based right. marketing, which means those people are coming to you with, and they want to hear from you with their permission, but mm-hmm. because you control how often you post on your blog, you know, how often right. you right. write a newsletter. And um, you know, it's up to you um, to communicate with those people. And that's why you see a little bit higher, like, open rates and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. like, the, the Facebook statistics in particular, um, they mm-hmm. say that if you have an author page, usually about 1% actually sees what you post, mm-hmm. which is not, not high. <laughs> An email <laughs> list average is probably around 20 to 25%. Okay. So... You still don't get everybody, right? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you do you do have you know a much higher return on that time and investment. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing about emails and um, is you can market to them. So it's not just a blog post. You know you can mm-hmm. interject. I don't know if you're on my email list, um, but like when I when I email to my my email list, mm-hmm. I, I usually start with a story. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, story or examples of you know book launches or marketing or whatever. And every once in a while, I'll send an email that has to do with some service I'm offering. 
but but it's not every time. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Um, so you know you you have the ability to do that when you have an email list. So I'm not saying you have to do it right now because it mm-hmm. actually takes it takes dedicated effort and energy to create content for a newsletter and send it. Yeah, you know, long term. Um, but I would highly encourage you to consider it for the long term, and because especially if you're going to continue, you know, to release books or maybe add mm-hmm. services and stuff like that, that is mm-hmm. your that is your direct contact with your customer base. You know, mm-hmm. beyond social media, right? Um, um, so that's kind of the content piece. Okay. You also need you also need to consider like once you have you know your blog posts or your videos or both right. Um, the one beautiful thing about Facebook is that you you can do um. Hold on. Sorry, I was trying to pull up your your business page, well, business or ministry page. So your happens to be a, a ministry page for for your author. Um, right. work. So again, we we don't see a lot of I don't know engagement on these pages unless you're mm-hmm. huge and <laughs> have a lot of right. You know, yeah, followers. yeah. But get because, like a mass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because you have one though, you actually have the ability to create ads. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever done one before. Have you set up an ad? It's- I've boosted posted before, and I actually did it, like, experimentally to see how does okay. this work exactly so I know when the book comes out how this works. Yeah. Well, well, my, here's, here's kind of the thing with boosted posts. Um, I, I actually, I haven't done one in a long, long time, so I couldn't tell you the current requirements. But when I use um, ads in Facebook, it's specifically uh-huh. targeted ads. So you can you can um, sponsor or boost posts. You can also create like a literal, and I'm sure you've seen an ad in your newsfeed come mm-hmm. up, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 You can create ads that only show up in the newsfeed of the people that fit the criteria that you set mm-hmm. an ad up for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so if, if that's something that you want to kind of look into doing with your with your book. The, the easiest one to set up is a, and again, this, this is tied to the email list, so I'll give you two options. Okay. Um, the, the easiest one to set up is a subscribe ad, which basically oh, okay. means like you have a free chapter of your book, mm-hmm. and you, you set up an ad and you target you know, the people that fit that criteria that you have in your target audience. Mm-hmm. Um, you can even target the ad um, towards people, um, other people who have business pages. Okay, mm-hmm, so we'll mm-hmm. we'll use Lisa Turkers as an example again because she has a huge following. Okay, mm-hmm. um, when I do ads, uh, she's actually one of the people I target because of she speaks in compel training, right? Right, right. So, so my ads, like with the way I have my ads set up, um, it will target anybody who follows the she speaks conference page okay. or Lisa Turkers who have indicated mm-hmm. they're an author. And indicated they're interested in marketing. You wow. see what I mean? Okay. Yeah. And so, and so for me, what that allows me to do is I don't have to, you know, they're indicating on Facebook that they're interested in those things. And yes. I, I've only, I only do it for um, this prayer mentoring program I have, which is a really low cost um, mm-hmm. 
kind of service I offer. Um, but it gets me, they come in to the group coaching and eventually um, I'm going to have a course on that. So, you know, mm-hmm. so for me, it's a real, it's a really great way to expand my audience beyond the people that are right. already connected with me. And so for you, you could do an ad where you could have a free chapter of the book and it's connected to a subscribe button. And so in order to receive the free chapter, they hit the subscribe button in Facebook and they're added to your email list, if, assuming you have one, and they get, the, they get the PDF in return. So it's a way to grow that email list that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you don't want to do the email list, um, you can do one that's more of a, you know, pre-order the book now. You know, if right. you, you pre-order and it's connected to like a sales page on your, on your website where it talks about the book, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, so just, you know, think through if that's so they click that you on wanna... it. They click on it and then they go to my website mm-hmm. with information about the book. And then yeah. that links to the book on like Amazon or something so that they could yeah. pre-order it. Is that how it works? Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. And then if, but... they get, if they get perks for pre-ordering, do they just have like a, you know, like an order number or something that they then put in on the well, website to be able to get to the content? How does that work? Yeah, since you don't have an email, usually I set those up as a list in your email program. Okay. Um, so, like, if you have an email program like MailChimp, uh-huh. um, on your sales page, you would say something like, okay, once you order your book, come back and enter your name and email address here. Okay. Okay. And, okay. And, and you can even put, like, an order number field and where they bought the book from kind of thing. I usually right. throw that in there just to make sure they actually did something. Yeah. Um, and then what they get in return is an email that says, okay, thanks so much for, you know, submitting your information. Uh-huh. Um, you know, by entering your information, you're also agreeing to receive emails, you know, once a month. From okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. That's, how, that's how I phrase it. So, and, you know, people okay. will do it if they want, they want you know. They want the stuff, yeah. Um, and you can set it up for automatic delivery depending on what it is, you know. So anything that's digital, you know, like a study guide or uh-huh. anything like that, you can upload it into the MailChimp and it can deliver it automatically. Um, okay. If that's not something you have, um, you can do it manually uh-huh. where, say, you enter – do you use Google Forms at all? No, like, I haven't used Google Forms. No, I know I saw that on your thing, but I didn't know how to – I've never done it. Okay. Okay. Do you? What's your email program through? Is it through Gmail? Or uh, no, no. I have um, Cox as my email account. Oh, oh. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I don't ever look at the email addresses. Okay. Um, you could. But I have a Google app. I mean, I have a Google email. I just haven't used it. Well, over. you don't have to use it. But like Google has like Google um, Forms where you could create uh-huh. a quick survey where they could enter their name and email, and then you would just have to manually email those people, you know, right. the information. Or um, even things like SurveyMonkey, you know, our mm-hmm. type form. You could create a really simple um, form that you could put into your sales page for them to enter their name and email. And then, mm-hmm. again, in that scenario, you'd have to manually email them whatever the pre right. and symptoms right. are. Okay. So okay. you can do it both ways. You can do it both ways. Um, okay. Okay. Let me look through this and make sure. Did you have ads on here? 
and if I give away, yeah, and and the other thing with your content marketing, like like you have on here, try an Amazon giveaway. So if that's something that you set up and use, then you would mm-hmm. automatically create some way to share about it on social media, right? Um, right. And then, like, from my respect, you know, my job when I come in from the launch team perspective uh-huh. is, to, is to direct them to all these different ways that you're sharing about the book okay. and, have, okay. and, have, and having them amplify that message for you, mm-hmm. right? Right. So if you have blog post one about theme topic one and you've posted mm-hmm. it on your website and it's on your author page, um, like one of the um, assignments I would give the launch team would be to go directly to that post on your author page mm. and share it, like it, comment it, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, okay. Because we're wanting we're wanting to increase the its exposure, right, in the Facebook yeah, newsfeed. Yeah, yeah. And I actually get seen by them. <laughs> yeah, and and we're wanting to and um, just expand the reach a little bit that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do an Amazon okay. give a, giveaway, you know, that's another example of something that I would have the launch team share about. So it's not just you sharing, it's whomever's on the launch team. Right. Um, any of those any of those videos, the same exact thing. Um, my, my, my role is I do give launch teams like standalone assignments. I'll say something like, hey, you want to share this image or this tweet? Mm-hmm. I do that every once in a while. Um, mm-hmm. And I often leave, ask them to leave reviews as soon as we're able to, mm-hmm. like on the book, on Amazon. and Get Yeah, Raid. on Amazon, sure. Um, but from a sharing perspective, I try to get them to share as much as possible from your page or oh, from the publisher okay. page if right. they share something, um, you know, publisher Twitter, your, you know, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Because the, the goal is not just about, like, um, them just sharing, I don't know, these disconnected stories. We're we're trying to use the launch team to get the word out about you as well, right? Right. Okay. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So, so that's why I send them to your pages and Twitter and stuff. So a do lot they normally for like a launch team like this? Where mm-hmm. when does it normally? If, if the book release is October fourth, when does mm-hmm. the launch team normally run? Is it like September? Does it start sooner than that or? Yeah, well, the answer could be twofold. Um, If we're going to take them through the book in advance of asking them to Mm -hmm. share, um, Mm -hmm. it could start, you know, eight weeks before the release date. Wow, okay. Yeah, if we're going to just kind of target and and have them just share in a concentrated manner through social media, Mm -hmm. and we could do it just the four weeks before. Um, okay. the, the, ti- the timing is really um, important because, like, if you have them in these groups too long, they kind of yeah. fizzle, they fizzle out and, right. and, lose, and lose interest, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> Hold on. <coughs> I'm so sorry. Um, so, you know, I've, I've, I've honestly found that four to eight weeks is, is mm-hmm. a generally good time frame to have a launch team sharing consistently for social media. But also remember, um, that's not going to be the only sharing going on. Like, like yeah. with all this networking and stuff, like you should be having guest posts, you know, or podcast interviews and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a list of podcasts, you know, that you could reach out to you to try to, you know, there's, there's all these right. different ways you can try to connect 
and to have the word going out about the book beyond the launch team. Mm-hmm. And so the launch team, like, like one of the mistakes I see is people are like, oh, my launch team is going to spread the word and everybody's going to know about it. And I'm like, yes, but that's only <laughs> a finite amount of time. <laughs> right, like, right, right, right. Really, I mean, they're, they're amazing and they're beneficial, but just like with anything mm-hmm. else, they're not everybody's going to do what you ask them to do, <laughs> you know? Right, 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 right. I mean, <laughs> you know, you just have to be realistic. Really, I, I always joke around that I, I treat my launch teams like the email list subscriber numbers, right? So if mm-hmm. I have a launch team of 200 people, roughly 25% of them are going to do what we ask them to do. Are going to do what they ask them to do. You know, and, and it doesn't mean that they're not present, they're not praying, they're not cheering you on, or mm-hmm. they're not sharing in other ways. But, you know, for the most part, like, I give kind of assignments every couple of days um, that are really designed to, like, number one, keep them active, you know, in the group. Mm-hmm. But, but number two, to keep them kind of sharing across a wide variety of times, you know, not just, right. oh, every Monday I'm going to share one thing. And, and what I've found is that some people like certain types of assignments more than others, you know. And oh, so, sure. Oh, yeah. Or or some people will just want to leave a review, and that's okay, too. Like, it's all, uh-huh. like, a cumulative effort. You know what I right. mean? Sure. So it all goes together. So that's, that's okay. kind of my comment about that. Um, okay, I'm, I'm scrolling through this. I need to send you – there's actually two things I need to send you. Let me write this down. The influencer letter. Example, and then – a little bit of, I have a project plan I'm going to send you. Um, right. That's, um, I think I told you about this. It's, it's, it's kind of a basic plan of uh-huh. what would need to happen okay. from your perspective. From my perspective. Um, okay. Yeah. And I can go in, if you want me to, I can go in and put recommended dates. But remember, okay. they're, they're recommended. And this plan okay. actually includes like all the stuff that I would be doing. So that actually okay. is good for you to see anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just sure. so you know what I'm doing. Um, but that way you can kind of see kind of the order and the flow and kind of mm-hmm. things you need to be t- thinking about, like in right. a project-oriented manner, you know. Because like I said, you've got – and I, I'm actually going to tell you that I will get that to you tomorrow because I need to put – like all the stuff that you have on this marketing plan, um, mm-hmm. those would all be like – assignments in the project plan for you. In the project you see what I mean? Plan. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. So I need to go through and, and add all this in. I just wanted to make sure this was the right version. <coughs> I'm so sorry. But I think that might help you a little bit with putting into context like uh-huh. what you need yeah. to be doing in what order and in right. what time frame. Um, because it really is. Like any book launch is really about just following up a, a, plan it really is mm-hmm. I mean if, mm-hmm. if you just follow the plan in the order that it's kind of laid out um there may be some overlap here and there right because you, right. you may be re- reaching out to influencers now but still trying to arrange stuff in October it, that's normal right but but for the most part you just knowing you know what to do in what order I think will be really mm-hmm. helpful for you I think that'll be really helpful yeah that would be great yeah, and I even have I even think I put in here um like the content like by when you need to have your content done, you know, these blog posts okay. and these videos and so it just it just kind of gives you an overarching view of you know everything that needs to happen in between yeah. now and the release date. 
The other thing about launch teams um, that I want to reiterate is I usually end their involvement, um, the whatever the end of the week is that the book mm-hmm. releases. Okay, so okay. if it's October, right. hold on. You said October 4th? Yeah. Right, hold on. I'm trying to get to that. Where's October? So I would probably have the team in, like, Friday. <laughs> okay, Friday. Um, yeah, because, I mean, to be honest, you know, we're going to have them sharing for probably a good four weeks leading up to mm-hmm. that release date. Um, and then the week of, um, you know, we'll have them really focusing on leaving reviews for the book, mm-hmm. which is important, mm-hmm. um, not yeah. just from social proof to other readers, but um, because, like, on Amazon, for example, if we can get 50 reviews, um, mm-hmm. that changes the way Amazon shows your book to potential right. readers. You know, it shows up in some right. of the ad spaces. It can go out in the email, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that last week, I usually focus more on getting them to leave reviews, um, right. you know, in various places. Okay. And then b- before that's more of a social media thing. Okay. 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 I know that was a lot of information. So do you, can you think of anything that, that was not answered or do you think having the plan will help kind of clarify? Yeah, I, think, I think the plan is probably going to answer anything okay. else that's in the head. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what I'll do, I'm going to put a note. Um, what is, what is to, t- what the heck day is it? Is it Tuesday? Okay. Uh, sorry. June 14th. June 14th. Hold on. I am so sorry. Like I told you, I've been sick. So like today is my I Monday. Know, it's like, and, I'm, and I'm like, yeah. okay, hold on. Project plan. Okay, I'll get that to you tomorrow. And then do me a favor and look over it in, in kind okay. of the notes from today. And if, uh-huh. if you're stuck anywhere, just shoot me an email and I'll clarify it. Okay. Okay. But I really, I really think um, just because, you know, we have quite a bit of time, I think that just having that plan and seeing, mm-hmm. okay, I need to do this particular thing by this day is really going to help you um, That's organize help. Yeah. yeah, your time. Um, and I really wanted to make sure I was explaining to you my perspective on how to market. Because I think, mm-hmm. again, you you creating content is great. Um, but like what I see most often is people saying, oh, hey, here's my book. You know, here's mm-hmm. what it's about. Will you buy it kind of thing? Right. And, and and they're just missing that piece that we were talking about earlier about really right. resonating with the heart of your reader, giving mm-hmm. them an inside perspective into who you are and why this book is important to you right. personally. Right. Um, and just okay. inviting them into that journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. connecting with the story. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. And if you and if after I send this to you, you need another call, that's perfectly fine with me, seriously. I'm not going to hold you okay. to one phone call. And. <laughs> um, but because I really, I'm interested in more like the long-term, you know, just getting everything situated for you so that you can right. Thank you. know what you need to do. Um, let's see, July, August. Yeah, we can do that for sure. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Great. How are you, how are you feeling? Are you excited or you're just kind of like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think excited. I mean, I think with any job, there are probably things that are harder for someone to get to. Like, I worked for a law firm for years, and I liked almost everything about my job except for the phone calls. I don't yeah. have the phone calls to people. I was just, you know, nervous. So I would put M&Ms in a bowl next to the phone, and for every, like, five calls I made, I would get five M&Ms. 
<laughs> oh, those like little self rewards, and there are things about like the video making or things like that that I just have to do. I just need to do it, so I might yeah. get myself some M and M's and then uh, go for it. So, and here's the cool fun. thing: you have you have time to practice too. I mean, I know Facebook yeah. Live is live, but there's a right. trick. Like you, you can set up like um, a group on Facebook that's private. Right. And you can practice mm-hmm. Facebook Live to your your empty group. <laughs> Actually, How one funny. person. Yeah. So I have a couple of authors that I've had do that. I'm like, go set up some random group and practice Facebook Live to yourself. That's <laughs> you know? excellent. Because you know, then you get more and more comfortable with it. You can watch, like, I, I always make fun of myself in videos because I totally feel you, but I have to do these a lot for, like, interviews or virtual summits. Uh-huh. Um, and number one, um, the way I handle it is I always seek out opportunities that are interview format, okay? So you uh-huh. will rarely see me do anything that's a teaching does that make sense? Yeah. Um, because I would go on for like 82 years kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I just know myself, you know. And so I deliberately try to seek out interview opportunities that are in interview format that allow me to share expertise but also allow me to share my heart and my passion for what mm-hmm. I do. Because that's, right. that's what I'm best at conveying. So, so I don't try to go after every opportunity just because. I go uh-huh. for the opportunities that have the audience I need but that also will allow me to, you know, shine, I guess, in my perspective. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I, am, I, I think practicing the, the live um, interviews for you <laughs> will, be, will be helpful for you. And, oh, but what I was going to say is even on those videos that I've had to do, um, usually Skype or Google Hangouts, I always make I always name them really funny names. Um, so like the, the very first one I did ever – um, I, I, you know, I've never been interviewed on the internet before, and um, and so I laugh at it because I didn't know where to look. Like I kept following oh, the guy right. with my. Okay, so like you're supposed to look at your webcam, not the person. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you're not supposed to follow them. You're just supposed to look at your webcam, which is really weird because your tendency is to look at the person. And um, so I call that first video crazy eyes because I literally like <laughs> look crazy. And then the second video I did, um, we were doing an interview on marketing and, and faith and, and just as believers, how do you market? It was just something I'm really passionate about. And so when I get really excited, I talk with my hands. And so uh-huh. in that particular interview, I'm like waving my hands all over the place. So I call, I, I call that one jazz hands. Jazz and, hands. Then, <laughs> and then the last one I did um, I can't remember what he was talking about, but he was really making these points that I totally agreed with. So I kept like nodding my head. And so I call that, I call that one bobblehead. So, you know, <laughs> we all, like the content was great. I just don't uh-huh. like myself on video, you know? And right, so right. I, I, I think that's what I'm nervous about. <laughs> yeah, but you learn, you know? So I just yeah. had to learn. Like I ha- what I do now is I have a, um, I'd make it so I can't see the person I'm talking to, okay? I have a little sticky note right under my webcam that says, look right here. <laughs> and, I, and I literally, like, will sit on my hands. No joke. Mm-hmm. Or I will stand up instead of, you know. And so I've learned as time goes on what to do to, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, so okay. that's what practice is for. It just helps you overcome whatever it is that 
you know, you you probably notice more than anybody else, you know. But probably true. Yes, that's probably true. We're always our own yeah. biggest critic. Yeah. Oh, and a little secret on my sticky note, I always have like the three main points I want to cover. Oh. Again, really, because I, again, can go off on uh-huh. a tangent. And that's so great. it always, it's, it's literally like bullet points. It's not like a big, long explanation, but it yeah. helps yeah. me remember what I wanted to cover. And so if I find myself rambling or off tangent, you know, then I can redirect you know, or segue right. into, you know, whatever that point is so I can make sure that I'm covering what I want people to know about me mm-hmm. or my business mm-hmm. or whatever. So it, you'll learn little things okay. like that that will help you for sure. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Awesome. Okay. Well, I will get this to you tomorrow. And then once you okay. review, let me know if you have any questions or if you need an additional call. All righty. That sounds great. Thank you so much for taking time for me today. Of course. You have, a, you have a great rest of your afternoon. Thanks. I'll talk to you later. Okay, take care. Bye. Bye.